welcome to Choices Finding Your Joy. Paula Vale here. Oh my gosh, we're gonna have fun today. We have with us today, Dr. Veronica Anderson. She is an MD, medical intuitive, functional medicine practitioner and homeopath. She is the author of the number one best-selling book, which became a hot new release in holistic medicine. But now I see a medical intuitive surgeon's guide to the meaning of your illness and how to heal from chronic and incurable disease. She began her medical career as an eye surgeon and now has the distinction of being both a licensed physician and a practice, practicing psychic. Dr. Veronica is a best-selling author and speaker and has appeared on national TV. Welcome, Dr. Veronica. Well, Paula, thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. Oh, I'm just so honored to have you on the show. I really am. Gosh. Well, let's begin with what is a medical intuitive and why did you decide to become one? So a medical intuitive is a fancy way of saying or a high class way of saying I'm a psychic, but my specialty is dealing with the body. Just the same that I, my background is that I'm an eye surgeon originally, and I switched out of doing eye surgery a bit of time ago now, just because it wasn't who I was. Um, and I also was realizing that, yes, I'm an eye surgeon, but I have these visions. I can see things and know things that nobody's talking about. And it helps me know what's going on in my clients and my patients. And so a medical intuitive is someone who is a high-class psychic pretty much. And how did I get there? We're all born with intuition. And for a long, long time, I ignored mine. Because when you go to medical school, I'm a real doctor, a real MD. You're taught that everything's about the science, the evidence, and you are very left-brained. So I did not want to admit to anybody that I can do this, but as the world would have it, as the universe would have it, you get messages from your universe. That's what I talk about in my book, getting messages from your illnesses and injuries. I ended up having a huge, huge, huge knee injury. I went out running one day, tripped and fell, couldn't catch myself, and I dislocated my knee, tore everything, detached my tendon, it was a big, yucky injury, seemingly for no reason at all, except that at that point in my life, I was not at all willing to admit that I had these gifts, these talents, these abilities, or I wasn't using them at all. I was in hiding. <laughs> and my spiritual teacher at the time, I like to call this guy, he's wonderful, Mr. I have no letters behind my name. And I joke like that because a lot of practitioners that you meet, doctors, they have a bunch of letters behind their name, bunches of letters behind their name. Except this guy with no letters behind his name was able to see and help me through this spiritual journey and get to the point where I would admit out loud that yes, I can do this. Yes, I do have these abilities. They're very strong. And he told me, the reason why you got this injury is because of your refusal to use your intuitive abilities. And I had had several people 
within the three months before that tell me that I was especially gifted at doing this and I didn't want to do it. I would just be like, I was at a table once with a lady who out there practicing psychic, she looked over at me. We never met before. She said, you have visions, don't you? I can tell they're really strong and you're really good. I never met her before. Never saw her since then. Wow. <laughs> but I was mortified because you know, real doctors don't do things like that. Yes. Yeah. So it's been an interesting journey, but I realized when I got the courage to say that I could do this, when I started even practicing it more and training it more, that it got even stronger and better. And then I, as I told people about it, I realized that that was the people's favorite thing about me. That's what people would come to me for over all the other training and classes and everything I've done of real medical background. But of course, you know, it all goes together. It all goes together. I tell everybody, if you want to be a medical intuitive, you need to have some real medical background too. So if you're gifted in that area, go get some training too, because you will be able to go deeper and better. And you have a moral and ethical obligation to be as high as you possibly can. And so just like LeBron James has a basketball coach, even if you are gifted in the energy area, you should always be up-leveling, up-leveling, up-leveling. So if you're in the medical field, you're dealing with complex issues and you should know a little bit more about that. So do something. As a physician, we have to go 30 to 50 hours a year to keep our license. And I think anybody who's working with clients in the energy field, they should have that same type of standard for themselves so that they can be better for their clients. There's, when you go and get education and training, nothing happens other than you're actually better. Yeah. Even if you disagree with what you learned, you're thinking and processing. And then I've noticed from getting more medical training, holistic training, integrated, functional, whatever it is, anything, I get better all of the time, which means I can deliver so much more to my clients, which means they get results quicker. What is a result? They get to feel better. Yes, yes. I love that, Dr. Veronica. I know myself being a Reiki practitioner, I'm constantly researching and learning, even though you know, we're going on 13 years now. I've, I've brought in the quantum healing and shamanism and so many things. I think that's great because it's like you're just constantly growing and it does give you more to offer your clients and those around you. I love that. Yeah. So the, the part also is that when you collect with other practitioners, you're going to learn just from the people sitting in the seats around you. So I'm off to a medical conference at the end of the week. I look forward to it because I hear interesting cases. I meet interesting people. It up levels me. Even if I didn't go to one single lecture, it's learning being around colleagues who end up being your, your friends and your support. And think about it. There are 7 billion people in the world. One practitioner is not going to be able to take care of all 7 billion people. You need people to help you, and you're always going to come to the, your ceiling of complexity, the level where you say, I'm not sure how to handle this. And so then you can hand them off to other practitioners that you know, or tag team with them, or work in parallel with, 
other practitioners and you know who they are and what they do so that that client who's in front of you, it's about the client, gets the result that they are looking for. They get physical healing, spiritual healing, and emotional healing. You have to work on all three of the levels. I love it. I love it. I, uh, can you describe for us, Dr. Veronica, what is the, the link between spirituality and health? How would you describe that? So everybody at some point in life is going to have some type of illness or injury in their body. Something, even how minor, you fall, you scrape your knee, you hit your head on the cabinet, or it goes all the way down to you have heart disease or thyroid disease. Or, those are messages from the universe that you have to do something different. You have to change something. So what is that message? Now, in people who are in the spiritual community, everybody knows Louise Hay and Louise Hay's work. Brilliant lady who got it more, let's call it more mainstream, more acceptable. However, you got to go past that. You got to go deeper than that. You can't just say just because somebody has diabetic, okay, what's not sweet enough in their life? You got to go a lot deeper than that. That doesn't generally help people when you're one that it's, it's a concept where they'll learn what it is that, hey, you know, there's an emotional link. There's something that's going on here. What is it? But you got to go a lot deeper than that with people and with yourself. So you have to realize that if you're having a problem, what are the messages from that problem? And sometime somebody else's health problem are your lessons. And so for instance, you may be a parent, especially mothers, and have a sick child. And the reason why that child is sick is because you and the rest of the family needs to learn something. That child has taken on a role of illness because they're the higher being and they're the teacher for the rest of the family. And you may have a sick parent because that sick parent is teaching you something about you. And so every illness and injury has an opportunity in it to evolve and go to another level. We're all here in the earth school for our spiritual journey. And so illnesses or injuries are those huge signs. And if you don't get the message, it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. That's what happens. So you may heal one thing and then get something else in the area. I like to use the breast, for instance. Let's say you have a problem in your breast, you have cancer, it's all healed. Yay, I'm cancer free. But I had chemotherapy, now I got a heart problem. I got heart failure from the chemotherapy. You know how rare that is? Well, guess what? You're still in that same area, that same energy where you didn't resolve whatever the trigger is of it because all your emotions sit in your body. Think about it. When you see something in the movies and it's scary, it's racing, everything, you feel that in your body. Your pupils will dilate or contract, your heart will race, you might sweat. Just thinking about something, your body is reacting. And so believe your emotions get stuck in your body when you don't process them. And even more about this, we all have this. Every single, I got emotions stuck in my body. I was doing another interview this morning with another a practitioner who does energy work, and she was showing me a new app she has that figures out some of this stuff. Very interesting with technology. And she was like saying, oh, you have some traumatic stuff emotions, but you know what? 
your soul is so old, you would expect that to be. And so although I'm integrating and pretty balanced at the moment in this life, in this moment, now that could, and that changes from time to time in everybody, there's still trapped stuff there that we all have. And us being here is our own journey. And we don't necessarily know when we're going through the illness and injury, even what it's for. You can look back on it. I mean, when I was going through my, when I was going through my knee problem, when I, I had an episode of clinical depression, I don't, you don't know. When you're going through it, it's all you can do just to get through the situation. Then you can look back on it and say, oh, because it's all put together. Oh, I see why that happened. I see why when I got depressed and um, I went to the psychologist and she said, she was also a theologian, she said, don't be so quick to get over it. Sometimes you need to sit with it, which think about that. Mm-hmm. Psychologist told me to sit with my depression. Now, she also was counseling me and suggesting because I was so depressed, I might want to consider taking a pharmaceutical. I personally chose not to. I wanted to get through it. And I did. It was funny because one day, it was almost like it just lifted. It was like one day to the next. I mean, there was that time where I'm getting counseling, I'm feeling a little better, a little not great. And then I felt like I woke up one day and it was just like, oh, I'm good. Now, there's processing that happens, even though I felt like I'm good. I was still processing everything I had been through and why I was feeling that way. And the whole experience of being clinically depressed with a real diagnosis, having to go to the doctor twice a week because that's how depressed I was. Being sick like the patients I was taking care of, which is a whole different thing for a practitioner who's, I've always been a well person. I've always been a happy person to all of a sudden fall into something like that. But this is the type of thing that it was crucial to where I am right now, crucial to my spiritual growth. I can see that now when I was going through it, it's just like, oh my God, I have a weight on my chest. I just want to feel better. I just want to feel better. How do I feel better? What do I do? Why do I feel so horrible? I don't even know why I was feeling so horrible. You know, when you have things, you're like, why is my body doing this? What's going on? And I, you know, my soul was screaming out. I was in a big transition in life. I had decided, that was a time in life where I decided that I was leaving my past life behind. I left my marriage. I left my ophthalmology practice that I had built from patient zero. I left my church and my religion. Of course, I was leaving everything behind and dropping it off. It would be normal for me to go into a depression but that's not something I can vocalize at now and say, oh, it makes sense. But not back then. It was just, I just feel like crap. And why do I feel like crap? I don't even know what happened to me. I don't even know what hit me. I just, one day I felt like so bad. I can remember the day that I just felt like I couldn't make it anymore. Um, I could feel myself sliding down the hill and didn't know why I was sliding down the hill. I remember my sons were going to come home from school and um, because my sons went to boarding school for a while and they were coming home from school and I just got so depressed. Like I couldn't, I couldn't handle one more thing. And I was in my office 
sitting at my desk with patients in the waiting room crying. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. The piece I want to even share closer about that, and most people don't know, is that female physicians have a suicide rate that is four times higher than other women. So what I was experiencing, I was felt I was all alone and I didn't know who to turn to and you're high functioning and everybody's invested in you being a doctor to them and doctoring them so they don't think about you and your health. Then when I got out of the depression enough to start talking to my female physician colleagues, some people who have been friends and are mentors, they told me how they had been through that dark stage of their life too. I remember the woman, Dr. Donna Twisdale, who delivered my babies, and she was my mentor in college, told me about her point in life like that, that dark point in life. And she was telling me about, oh my God, if I didn't have, um, I'm trying to remember what her husband's name is, but her husband's a pediatrician and was a teacher. I knew him in medical school because he was one of my pediatric teachers. If I didn't have him, she's like, I, I couldn't hardly get out of bed. I mean, he would make food for me. He would wash me. That's how depressed I was. Um, and I was just like, so, so other people have been through this. <laughs> this is why I talk about it now. Because I want other people to know. Yeah. I'm there, I know. Reach out to somebody because they're friends, colleagues that want to help you. And there is there can be another side. Yeah, yeah. So reaching out, don't be afraid to reach out to someone is a key, isn't it? It really is. And especially, it's hard for it's women overall because we're used to being the caregivers. Mm -hmm. And then heap on top of it, a woman that's a career woman. And so you are usually pushing and pulling at your career, whatever it is, whatever place it is on the ladder. It doesn't matter where you say, you know what, I'm just a normal office worker, or you're the CEO, or anywhere in between. Yeah. You generally are the driver, even when you think you're the passenger. It's like, <laughs> you know, I hear this when, when men say, you know, I'm the head, but my wife is in the neck. That's what you're like as a woman. Woman, you are the neck. And the neck is crucial. You don't see, you don't go, you don't do without your neck moving around, right? So women, no matter where they sit, in the, let's call it the social pecking order, when people are looking from the outside in, most women are being Hercules. Hercules should have been a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dr. Veronica, what what is the energetic exchange that really must happen for people to heal? So this is what people have to understand about health and healing. And if you're not doing this, it may be one of the reasons that your healing is not coming to you. You must make an energetic exchange. We know energy is neither created or destroyed. And so if you want to get rid of something, you have to give something to get something in return. And that includes for your health and to your healthcare practitioners. And so I tell people you need to, if you value it, heavily invest in your health. And that means paying your practitioners and paying your practitioners gen um, generously. 
um, you have to make that energetic exchange and show the universe that you believe your health as is as important as your smartphone. Yeah. Oh, yes. I love that. And can you take a moment for us and share your website information or any contact information with, with the listeners today, please? Yes, I will. And this is where I want to say for the audience, I have a gift for you because I've seen so many people struggle in the wintertime with colds and flus and bronchitis and chronic coughs. And they're just like, I get a cough and it goes the whole winter. Then I go right into allergies. So I have a ward off colds and flu toolkit that gives you strategy for staying well this winter. Now, know this, in traditional medicine, what we have to offer people are flu shots. And flu shots are only 20 to 35% effective. That means 65 to 80% of time, even when you get the shot, you are not protected. Now we can talk about why that is, you know, they make this flu vaccine and they don't get it right and it's hard to get it right. The people who stay well are the ones who have tools that when they feel something come on, they know how to ward it off. Or when they do get sick, they know how to get rid of it very quickly. I tease people, I say, listen, I can do the 12-hour cold. I can feel like something come on in the morning. By 12 hours later, I feel completely back to normal because I know what to do. So I'm sharing this toolkit with the audience. DrVeronica.com slash flu. That's your ward off colds and flu toolkit. It talks about food. It talks about people who are more susceptible to getting colds and flus because you're on a particular medication. Um, it talks about, I have my little flu elixir, my strengthen your immune system booster in there, the recipe for that. I have herbal remedies, homeopathic remedies that work, whether it's warding it off or once you get it, here's what's going to help you feel better and recover quicker. In Western medicine, we don't learn things like this at all. And I've noticed over the years, I've figured out how I do it. And people say, well, how do you do it? And so I'm like, wait a second, how come I'm not giving people this? So I'm giving it to you. It includes the links in it and everything to where to go get it. It's like, just click there. Fill your cabinet with this. I take these things everywhere I go. When I travel, these are in my bag because if I get on the airplane and I get off the airplane, they're like, oh, oh I feel something. Spray, spray. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Love it. I love DrVeronica.com slash flu. And that's what gets you the word off colds and flu toolkit. Um, there's people who cannot take the flu shot. Um, there's formaldehyde, mercury, eggs in it. If you have any problem with any of those, you don't want to take a flu shot. And so that means you could be unprotected. But, but I, I, I don't take flu shots. A lot of people don't take flu shots. I've actually seen people who do take flu shots get sicker, not from the shot. But there's literature that shows that children who had a flu shot last year are more likely to have a flu shot this year when they get a second shot this year. So 
There are some things, people who have flu shots back to back, more likely to be hospitalized, more likely to get close flu complications, and that's what people can die from. So even if you decide the flu shot is the right answer for you, and everybody makes the decision what they feel is good for their body, I'm telling you, you gotta do something else to keep yourself well. And even washing your hands, it's in the air, you know, you're walking through it all the time and it starts now. Yeah. So you can, some of these are at the drugstore, but some of them are not at the drugstore. And so that's why I put the links in where you can go get them. Oh, I'm excited. I'm going to check that out. I am excited. Oh my gosh. Well, we are down to just a few more minutes of the show. What last words do you want to leave with everyone, Dr. Veronica? So one thing is, in order for you to heal, and healing is different from a cure, healing means you're gonna get overall better, mind, body, spirit in some way, but some people, their body doesn't heal, but their spirit heals and they know they've gotten what they're supposed to get. Use your illnesses as an opportunity for your growth. We're all here really on a spiritual journey to get higher, to learn lessons. So your illnesses and injuries, they are not a punishment. They are a sign from the universe of change, do something different, what is it? Explore, okay? So do that, and what you wanna do is that fear, that anger, that sadness that triggers the illness that's in your body, once you get to the point of saying, what's my opportunity? What must I learn from this? And then say, thank you. Gratitude, love, joy. Gratitude, love, and joy. Health-promoting emotions. Fear, anger, sadness. You're more tipped over that way. Health-harming. This is why America's sick. Think about how angry Americans are overall. I don't care who's in the office politically. You need to figure out how to have gratitude, love, and joy because you being angry at whatever's going on means you're making yourself sick. Now, you can have gratitude, love, and joy and still be incredibly effective at making change. And in fact, you have to be well to be really effective in your job, in your community, in anything you choose, in your family, you have to be healthy. So that means gratitude, love, and joy is going to rule the day. And in order to figure out, if you feel fear, anger, or sadness, or you have any type of illness or injury, there is that bottled up fear, anger, and sadness that's going on. And it might be, even when you get a cold, or even when you get a flu, it's time to sit back and say, okay, universe, because rest is a big deal. Okay, universe. What do I have to sit back and learn from this experience? And if you even use your little minor coal, your 12-hour coal as a lesson, you're going to start realizing that you stay well and you get well easier and quicker. So basically sit back and think about why do I have this injury? Why do I have this illness? Sit back and think about it. Yeah. Just like my psychologist said to me, don't be so quick. Learn something. Now, I tell people, this is why I work with people, because it's not so easy. You, to do this on your own, it's virtually impossible a lot of times to get there on your own. And this is why there are practitioners that help you. So as a medical intuitive, when people come to me, I'm able to hone in on top-level issues that have to be dealt with. For, and then 
download a plan for you from the universe that doesn't just, it's not just spiritual work. It's not just emotional work. It's not simply physical work, but it's all three because that's what your energy has given to me. I channel and give voice to what your energy is saying to help walk you through this journey. I love it. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. And thank you for all the people that you help, Dr. Veronica. I could talk to you for another hour. Oh my gosh. We may have to do another show. Well, I would love to. Yes. Yeah. I enjoy doing interviews I, because it gives me the opportunity to share in an area where a lot of people just aren't aware. Just so I, I, and I'm also practical. That's why I'm like, it's winter time. Let's give away that flu kit because I want to be practical. If you're sick with the flu, you're not going to be doing spiritual work right that moment. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh, well, thank you so much. Love, hugs, and blessings. And to everybody out there, love, hugs, blessings. Thank you for joining us today. Bye. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.